The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Are you a creative or business person who's just plain tired of spinning your wheels, running in circles, trying to make progress in your career? This is the podcast that will change all of that. We're talking about strategies and techniques you can use to achieve more by working better and more effectively so you can reach your goals faster without having to work harder. I'm Gordon Firemark, and this is More Better Faster. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to More Better Faster. I'm Gordon Firemark, the attorney, teacher, and success coach for creative business owners. And after taking a little time off from the podcast, I am back and revved up to share some more with you so you can get on the path to achieving more, better, faster. Now, have you ever asked yourself, what's stopping me? When you have a goal or an objective or something like that, well, this is really an both an empowering question and a challenging one. I say it's challenging because if you ask, you might actually have some answers to the question. I don't have time. I don't have money. I don't have the education or the experience or the background or the connections or I can't because whatever. And I'm going to call these excuses because most of the time they're not facts. They're perceptions. These are beliefs. And if you try, I know that you can look around and find examples of people accomplishing amazing, amazing things in their lives coming from the same or less favorable circumstances than what you've got in front of you. So I can't is a belief that you've created for yourself, but these beliefs are powerful. And that's why I also say that this asking the question of what's stopping me is empowering because it reminds you that limits are really just constructs that we make to protect ourselves and manage our expectations and that you can achieve anything you set your mind to doing. You've heard the expression, where there's a will, there's a way. Well, I really believe it. Anything is possible if you put your mind and your heart and your spirit into it. And if you let go of the belief that you are limited or that there's a barrier in your way. And that's why I want to talk about a book that really changed things for me. I'm going to recommend it and uh, I'm going to, yeah, anyway, Gay Hendricks is a psychologist, speaker, and an author, and he's the author of a number of books, uh, Conscious Living, The Journey to Co-Commitment, Learning to Love Yourself, Conscious Living, Finding Joy in the Real World, Conscious Breathing, Breathwork for Health, Stress Release, and Personal Mastery. Uh, the Rules of Ten, The Ten Second Miracle, The Corporate Mystic, and the one I want to talk about today, The Big Leap. Conquer your hidden fear and take life to the next level. Now, I'm not going to give you a complete summary of this book. I mean, it's a recommendation, not a summary. But it's a deep dive into how we create limiting beliefs and how to break free from them. So I'm going to share a few of the big takeaways that I got from it, but I really do strongly recommend that you pick up a copy of and read or listen to, I think I listened to it first as an audiobook, um, and listen to this book. I've listened to it a couple of times now. I've read the book as well on, on hard copy. And, um, every time I do, I take something more away and I get more value and reinforcement from it. So first off takeaways, the first one is 
we all have a tendency to limit ourselves and our happiness because we don't truly believe that we deserve for things to go well all the time. Hendricks refers to this as the upper limit problem. He explains that in order to go beyond these limits means dismantling what underlies them. And the start to that is allowing yourself to be happy and grateful. That's why I think gratitude practice is such a wonderful thing. Every morning when you get up, say, say the, a few things out loud or to yourself, at least that are, that you feel grateful for. And before going to sleep at night, same thing, uh, just identify a few things that you can feel grateful for. Maybe journal them, maybe publish them on social media, which I sometimes do. I've gotten away from that, but I think that's a good, uh, uh, practice to get back into. And, you know, we're at this time of year. It's let's face it. It's been a rough year and it's hard sometimes to feel good about how things have gone, but there's always something for which we can feel grateful. And if you can tap into that and, and feel that gratitude, it is a good start in heading toward, um, uh, getting past your, your barriers, your upper limits, letting yourself savor natural good feelings says Hendricks is a direct way to transcend your upper limit problem by extending your ability to feel positive feelings. You expand your tolerance for things going well in your life. You hear that you expand your tolerance for things going well in your life. We have a low tolerance for experiencing positive feelings, a low threshold for happiness. It gets uncomfortable when things are going well and feeling good and we're happy, right? I know I do this. When when things are going well, there's always that little part of me inside that's waiting for the other shoe to drop. That little voicing, it's got to end soon. This is just the eye of the storm. Or, uh-oh, what's, what's wrong underneath? What's going on behind the scenes that I need to be aware of? When, when is it going to come screeching to a halt? Those kinds of things. But when you allow yourself to focus on and take note of the good stuff by doing that gratitude, you change your energy and you start to draw more of the same toward you. And I'll tell, I'll tell you this year, 2020, it has been a rough year for a lot of people and myself included my family. We're all, you know, going stir crazy bonkers with the cabin fever and everything else. But at the same time, it's been a great year for my business and for our finances. So, we're able to, by being great, by being in gratitude, by experiencing gratitude and thankfulness and enjoying the good stuff, we're able to magnetically sort of attract or draw more of it in. And I, I hope that you can do the same thing. So practice gratitude and and uh, allow allow your threshold for happiness to rise, so that you come to expect that this is the norm, right? Don't let yourself fall into this trap of, of worrying about the other shoe dropping. It's hard, it's hard work getting your mind adjusted. You're sort of addicted to the experience of friction and, and difficulty. But why not change it around and become addicted to the experience of happiness and joy and abundance and prosperity? So that our natural tendency shifts to seek those things out to attract those things to us. The second takeaway that I want to say is that the upper limits problems that we experience are caused by, but also the cause of fear and self-sabotage. So in order to make sure our beliefs that we don't deserve abundance, happiness, joy, pleasure, um, in order to make sure that those things are left unchallenged, we will unconsciously behave in ways that ensure 
that those beliefs are actually confirmed. So when you ask yourself, what's stopping me? You start to confront these fears because the fears are the things that give you those answers. What's stopping me? Oh, I don't have enough money. Well, what are you afraid of? That I will overspend or that I'll I'll go broke? Well, yeah, that's a fear. But is it a realistic fear? People start out businesses and launch and do things that, you know, without those kinds of resources and they come through it just fine. You, you, if you, if you examine things closely, you'll find there are other solutions and every one of those challenges or problems is just that it's just a challenge, something else to address. And there are ways to do it. You don't have to do it all at once. You don't have to bite off. You don't have to eat the whole elephant, right? Eat an elephant one bite at a time. So take the first bite, do the thing, the first minimal viable step that you can do in order to move toward the goal and just keep plugging away. So upper limits problems caused by fears and, and self-sabotage. Well, they also yeah, are the cause of it. Did you know um, when you ask that what's stopping me thing that, you know, every answer you get is, is a, an, un, a, an unconscious effort to protect you. Did you know that when locomotives were first invented, People believed that if the human body went faster than 30 miles per hour, it wouldn't be able to stand the strain and it would be torn apart or it would explode. Well, that was until somebody proved otherwise and went 31, 35, 40 miles an hour. The four-minute mile was an unbreakable barrier for runners until Roger Bannister came along and ran faster. And now, competitive runners do it all the time. General Chuck Yeager, who just passed away this week, uh uh, came up in a time when there was this, uh, this thing called the sound barrier, the speed of sound until he flew the X one rocket jet at 662 miles per hour. Now, did he experience fear? Yeah, probably there was this fear that maybe things wouldn't work out and the human body couldn't take it or whatever, but he went ahead and did it anyway. He probably did experience some fear, but he took a risk and he broke through. And now Pilots have continued to fly faster and faster. They've flown aircraft over 4,500 miles per hour, 6.7 times faster than the speed of sound. In his book, Hendricks also describes four zones of worker performance, four zones. The first one is the zone of incompetence. This is the area where there are lots of people who are better at doing a particular thing that you are. You may be able to accomplish it eventually, but you're not really doing it with competence or confidence. And so you, you avoid these things at all costs. That's pretty easy to, to get your mind around, right? The zone of incompetence, don't want to be there. Don't do those things. But the second is the zone of competence. You're able to do these things, maybe even moderately well, but there's still other people who do them better. And there's a preference to have other people do them because it's not comfortable. It's not easy. It's not smooth, right? And sometimes it feels like we're stuck in this zone of competence because we're just plugging away at something. But the zone of excellence is where you're really good at that thing, whatever it is. And so you are often called upon to do it. You find some satisfaction in doing it. But after a while, not a lot about it inspires you. But because it's comfortable and easy, there's a strong temptation to just stay there. Your family, your friends, your employers, customers, clients, they all want you in the zone of excellence because it's good for them. You're reliable. You serve their needs well when you're in the zone of excellence. But as I said, it's not particularly inspiring for you, right? The fourth zone, though, is the zone of genius. And this is where you really come alive, 
the work you do is easy and enjoyable in this zone. This is what people think of when they talk about being in the zone. Time flies by. You lose track of time when you're in the zone. Your zone of genius is where you will find your greatest reward and serve at the highest level. But getting to the zone of genius sometimes often means stepping out of the comfort zone, that zone of excellence where you're really very comfortable and where people acknowledge you and accept and want you to be and those kinds of things. You have to be willing to step out and only to accept the best from yourself. It means you're performing at your highest level. Being in your zone of genius feels so much more rewarding, so much more exciting, so much more positive and upbeat. It is its own reward. It is inspiring and energetic. So, as we wrap up today, I just want to say, ask yourself this question. What's stopping me? What barriers are in my way and are they real? Look for proof that they're not real, right? Look for all the things that disprove your belief and constantly be focusing on those proof that things are possible. If you need help, go to, you know, go to the internet, go to the dictionary, go to, you know, find examples of visionaries. Now, what would life be like now if not for those visionaries who took themselves and humankind with them beyond the so-called limits and barriers? What would life be like if everybody had just stayed in their comfort zones all along? Would human flight even be possible if not for inventors coming up with, I mean, go back to Leonardo da Vinci, but. But, uh, you know, he, look, he saw birds do it. He thought man can do it. Now he didn't come up with an answer, but the Wright brothers eventually did. So these limits and these barriers that we have are artificial. They're just there because we haven't, we lack the imagination or the, the belief that something more is possible. So think about that and constantly ask yourself, what's stopping me? What's really stopping me? And don't settle for the excuses. I don't have time. I don't have the money. I don't have the education or the experience or the background or the connections or I can't because those are are limiting beliefs and they need to go. Focus on gratitude. Focus on finding joy, seeking joy, and being in that zone of genius. And you will not regret it. And that's it for this episode of More, Better, Faster. Thank you so much for listening. See you again next time.